Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. Glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin with Day 48, February 17th, Numbers, chapters 26 to 30. Recounting and Reviewing Overview Nearly 40 years have passed. The unbelieving generation has vanished from the scene, and a new generation has grown to take its place. Once again, it is time to number the people and assess Israel's military might. In spite of divine judgments that take the lives of more than 38,000 people, chapter 16, verse 49, and chapter 25, verse 9, the nation's fighting force still totals more than 600,000. Moses, who has led the people from the beginning, will never live to see the conquest of Canaan. It remains for his successor. Joshua, to lead the people to victory. Chapter 26, Repeating the Census, A New Generation. Chapter 27, Replacing the Commander-in-Chief, A New General. Chapters 28 to 30, Recounting the Code of Worship, A General Review. Insight, Choosing by Lots by Lots. Numbers 26, verse 56. There were two aspects in the partitioning of the land of Canaan. Chapter 26, verse 56. The size of each tribe's parcel was determined by the second census, each tribe receiving territory in proportion to the size of its population. The location of each tribe's parcel was determined by lot so that no tribe could grumble about the quality of its land. Insight. What you say really matters. Numbers 32. Vows, oaths, and verbal obligations are very important from God's viewpoint. Chapter 30, verse 2. Such words are in fact the equivalent of a legal contract. Judges 11, 29-39 speaks of a notoriously disturbing vow, and in Matthew 5, 31 to 37, Jesus addresses the issue of using legal loopholes to avoid one's vows. God expects his people to keep their word even as he keeps his. Numbers chapter 26, the second registration of Israel's troops. After the plague had ended, the Lord said to Moses and to Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, from the whole community of Israel, Record the names of all the warriors by their families. List all the men 20 years old or older who are able to go to war. So there on the plains of Moab, besides the Jordan River, across from Jericho, Moses and Eleazar the priests issued these instructions to the leaders of Israel. List all the men of Israel 20 years old and older, just as the Lord commanded Moses. This is the record of all the descendants of Israel who came out of Egypt. 
the tribe of Reuben. These were the clans descended from the sons of Reuben, Jacob's oldest son. The Hanakite clan, named after their ancestor Hanak. The Palulite clan, named after their ancestor Palu. The Hezerite clan, named after their ancestor Hezron. The Carmite clan, named after their ancestor Carmi. These were the clans of Reuben. Their registered troops numbered 43,730. Palu was the ancestor of Eliab, and Eliab was the father of Nemuel, Dathan, and Abiram. This Dathan and Abiram are the same community leaders who conspired with Korah against Moses and Aaron, rebelling against the Lord. But the earth opened up its mouth and swallowed them with Korah and fire devoured 250 of their followers. This served as a warning to the entire nation of Israel. However, the sons of Korah did not die that day. The tribe of Simeon. These were the clans descended from the sons of Simeon. The Jemulite clan, named after their ancestor Jemuel. The Jaminite clan, named after their ancestor Jamin. The Jaconite clan, named after their ancestor Jackin, the Zoharite clan, named after their ancestor Zohar, the Shalulite clan, named after their ancestor Shal. These were the clans of Simeon. Their registered troops numbered 22,200. The tribe of Gad. These were the clans descended from the sons of Gad. The Zephonite clan, named after their ancestor Zephon. The Haggite clan, named after their ancestor Haggai, the Shunite clan, named after their ancestor Shunai, the Oznite clan, named after their ancestor Oznai, the Arite clan, named after their ancestor Arai, the Aradite clan, named after their ancestor Aradai, the Avalite clan, named after their ancestor Avalai. These were the clans of Gad. Their registered troops numbered 40,500. The tribe of Judah. Judah had two sons, Ur and Onan, who had died in the land of Canaan. These were the clans descended from Judah's surviving sons. The Shelanite clan, named after their ancestor Shelah. The Perizzite clan, named after their ancestor Perez. The Zerahite clan, named after their ancestor Zerah. These were the subclans descended from the Perizzites. The Hezronites, named after their ancestor Hezron. The Hamulites, named after their ancestor Hamul. These were the clans of Judah. Their registered troops numbered 76,500. The tribe of Issachar. These were the clans descended from the sons of Issachar. The Toliite clan, named after their ancestor Tola. The Puite clan, named after their ancestor Pua. The Jashubite clan, named after their ancestor Jashub, the Shimerite clan, named after their ancestor Shimron. These were the clans of Issachar. Their registered troops numbered 64,300. The tribe of Zebulun. These were the clans descended from the sons of Zebulun. The Seredite clan, named after their ancestor Sered. The Elanite clan, named after their ancestor Elon. The Jelilite clan, named after their ancestor Jahil. These were the clans of Zebulun. Their registered troops numbered 60,500.
the tribe of Manasseh. Two clans were descended from Joseph through Manasseh in Ephraim. These were the clans descended from Manasseh, the Makarite clan, named after their ancestor Makura, the Gileadite clan, named after their ancestor Gilead, Makura's son. These were the sub-clans descended from the Gileadites. The Ezerite named after the ancestor Ezah. The Helekites named after their ancestor Helek. The Azraelites named after their ancestor Azrael. The Shechemites named after their ancestor Shechem. The Shemadites named after their ancestor Shemadah. The Hepherites named after their ancestor Hepher. One of Hepher's descendants, Zophihaled, had no sons but his daughter's names were Mahula, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tizra. These were the clans of Manasseh. Their registered troops numbered 52,700, the tribe of Ephraim. These were the clans descended from the sons of Ephraim. The Shualite clan, named after their ancestor Shula. The Bekarite clan, named after their ancestor Becca. The Tahanite clan, named after their ancestor Tahan. This was the sub-clan descended from the Shulathites. The Aramites, named after their ancestor Aaron. These were the clans of Ephraim. Their registered troops numbered 32,500. The clans of Manasseh and Ephraim were all descendants of Joseph. The tribe of Benjamin. These were the clans descended from the sons of Benjamin. The Beliite clan, named after the ancestors Bela. The Ashbelite clan, named after the ancestor Ashbel. The Amorite clan, named after the ancestor Aharam. The Shufamite clan, named after the ancestor Shufam. The Hupamite clan, named after the ancestor Hupam. These were the sub-clans descended from the Beliites. The Oddites, named after their ancestors Odd. The Namites, named after their ancestors Naaman. These were the clans of Benjamin. Their registered troops numbered 45,600. The tribe of Dan. These were the clans descended from the sons of Dan. The Shuhamite clan, named after their ancestor Shuham. These were the Shuhamite clans of Dan. Their registered troops numbered 64,400. The tribe of Asher. These were the clans descended from the sons of Asher. The Imnite clan, named after their ancestor Imna. The Ishvite clan, named after their ancestor Ishvai. The Berite clan, named after their ancestor Bera. These were the sub-clans descended from the Berites. The Heberites, named after their ancestors Heber. The Malkalites, named after their ancestors Malkiel. Asher had a daughter named Sarah. These were the clans of Asher. Their registered troops numbered 53,400. The tribe of Naphtali. These were the clans descended from the sons of Naphtali. The Jezielite clan, named after their ancestor Jeziel. The Gunite clan, named after their ancestor Gunai. The Jezerite clan, named after their ancestor Jeza. The Shilamite clan, named after their ancestor Shilam. These were the clans of Naphtali. Their registered troops numbered 45,400. Results of the registration. In summary, 
The registered troops of all Israel numbered 601,730. Then the Lord said to Moses, Divide the land among the tribes and distribute the grants of land in proportion to the tribes' populations as indicated by the number of names on the list. Give the larger tribes more land and the smaller tribes less land, each group receiving a grant in proportion to the size of its population. But you must assign the land by lot and give land to each ancestral tribe according to the number of names on the list. Each grant of land must be assigned by lot among the larger and smaller tribal groups. The tribe of Levi. This is the record of the Levites who were counted according to their clans. The Gershonite clan, named after their ancestor Gershon. The Kohathite clan, named after their ancestor Kohat. The Merarite clan, named after their ancestor Merari. The Libnites. The Hebronites, the Malahites, the Mushites, the Korites were all subclans of the Levites. Now Kohath was the ancestor of Amram, and Amram's wife was named Jochebed. She also was a descendant of Levi, born among the Levites in the land of Egypt. Amram and Jochebed became the parents of Aaron, Moses, and their sister Miriam. To Aaron, were born Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died when they burned before the Lord the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. The men from the Levite clans, who were one month old or older, numbered 23,000. But the Levites were not included in the registration of the rest of the people of Israel because they were not given an allotment of land when it was divided among the Israelites. So these are the results of the registration of the people of Israel as conducted by Moses and Eleazar, the priest of the plains of Moab, beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. Not one person on this list had been among those listed in the previous registration taken by Moses and Aaron in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said to them, They will all die in the wilderness. Not one of them survived except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. Numbers chapter 27. The daughters of Zelophehad. One day a petition was presented by the daughters of Zelophehad, Malha, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Teraz. Their father, Zelophehad, was a descendant of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Mekur, son of Manasseh, son of Joseph. These women stood before Moses, Eleazar the priest, the tribal leaders, and the entire community at the entrance of the tabernacle. Our father died in the wilderness, they said. He was not among Korah's followers who rebelled against the Lord. He died because of his own sin. But he had no sons. Why should the name of our father disappear from this clan just because he had no sons? Give us property along with the rest of our relatives. So Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord replied to Moses, The claim of the daughters of Zelophehad is legitimate. You must give them a grant of land among their father's relatives. Assign them the property that would have been given to their father. And give the following instructions to the people of Israel. 
If a man dies and has no son, then give his inheritance to his daughters. If he has no daughter either, transfer his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, give his inheritance to his father's brothers. But if his father has no brothers, give his inheritance to the nearest relative in his clan. This is a legal requirement for the people of Israel, just as the Lord commanded Moses. Joshua chosen to lead Israel. One day the Lord said to Moses, Climb one of the mountains east of the river and look out over the land I have given the people of Israel. After you have seen it, you will die like your brother Aaron, for you both rebelled against my instructions in the wilderness of Zin. When the people of Israel rebelled, you failed to demonstrate my holiness to them at the waters. These are the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, you are the God who gives bread to all creatures. Please appoint a new man as leader for the community. Give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and will lead them into battle, so the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord replied, Take Joshua, son of Nun, who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eleazar, the priest, before the whole community and publicly commission him to lead the people. Transfer some of your authority to him, so the whole community of Israel will obey him. When direction from the Lord is needed, Joshua will stand before Eleazar the priest, who will use the Urim, one of the sacred lots cast before the Lord, to determine his will. This is how Joshua and the rest of the community of Israel will determine everything they should do. So Moses did as the Lord commanded, he presented Joshua to Eleazar the priest and the whole community. Moses laid his hands on him and commissioned him to lead the people just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Chapter 28 The Daily Offerings The Lord said to Moses, Give these instructions to the people of Israel. The offerings you present as special gifts are a pleasing aroma to me. They are my food. See to it that they are brought at the appointed times and offered according to my instructions. Say to the people, this is the special gift you must present to the Lord as your daily bread offering. You must offer two one-year-old male lambs with no defects. Sacrifice one lamb in the morning and the other in the evening. With each lamb, you must offer a grain offering of two quarts of choice flour mixed with one quart of pure oil of pressed olives. This is the regular bread offering instituted at Mount Sinai as a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Along with it, you must present the proper liquid offering of one quart of alcoholic drink with each lamb poured out in the holy place as an offering to the Lord. Offer the second lamb in the evening with the same grain offering and liquid offering. It too is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The Sabbath Offerings On the Sabbath day, sacrifice two one-year-old male lambs with no defects. They must be accompanied by a grain offering of four quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil in a liquid offering. This is the burnt offering to be presented each Sabbath day. In addition to the regular burnt offering and its accompanying liquid offering, the monthly offerings. On the first day of each month, present an extra burnt offering to the Lord of two young bulls 
one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. These must be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour, moistened with olive oil, six quarts with each bull, four quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each lamb. This burnt offering will be a special gift of pleasing aroma to the Lord. You must also present a liquid offering with each sacrifice, two quarts of wine for each bull, a third of a gallon for the ram, and one quart for each lamb. Present this monthly burnt offering on the first day of each month throughout the year. On the first day of each month, you must also offer one male goat for a sin offering to the Lord. This is in addition to the regular burnt offering and its accompanying liquid offering. Offerings for the Passover. On the 14th day of the first month, you must celebrate the Lord's Passover. On the following day, the 15th day of the month, a joyous seven-day festival will begin, but no bread made with yeast may be eaten. The first day of the festival will be an official day for holy assembly, and no ordinary work may be done on that day. As a special gift, you must present a burnt offering to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. These will be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour, moistened with olive oil, six quarts with each bull, four quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each of the seven lambs. You must also offer a male goat as a sin offering to purify yourselves and make yourselves right with the Lord. Present these offerings in addition to your regular morning burnt offering. On each of the seven days of the festival, this is how you must prepare the food offering that is presented as a special gift a pleasing aroma to the Lord. These will be offered in addition to the regular burnt offerings and liquid offerings. The seventh day of the festival will be another official day for holy assembly, and no ordinary work may be done on that day. Offering for the Festival of Harvest At the Festival of Harvest, when you present the first of your new grain to the Lord, you must call an official day for holy assembly, and you may do no ordinary work on that day. Present a special burnt offering on that day as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will consist of two young bulls, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs. These will be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour, moistened with olive oil, six quarts with each bull, four quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each of the seven lambs. Also, offer one male goat to purify yourselves and make yourselves right with the Lord. Prepare these special burnt offerings along with their liquid offerings in addition to the regular burnt offering and its accompanying grain offering. Be sure that all the animals you sacrifice have no defects. Numbers chapter 29 Offerings for the Festival of Trumpets Celebrate the Festival of Trumpets each year on the first day of the appointed month in early autumn. You must call an official day for Holy Assembly, and you may do no ordinary work. On that day, you must present a burnt offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will consist of one young bull, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. These must be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil, six quarts with the bull, four quarts with the ram, 
and two quarts for each of the seven lambs. In addition, you must sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering to purify yourselves and make yourselves right with the Lord. These special sacrifices are in addition to your regularly monthly and daily burnt offerings, and they must be given with their prescribed grain offering and liquid offerings. These offerings are given as a special gift to the Lord, a pleasing aroma to Him. Offerings for the Day of Atonement. Ten days later, on the tenth day of the same month, you must call another holy assembly. On that day, the Day of Atonement, the people must go without food and must do no ordinary work. You must present a burnt offering as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will consist of one young bull, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. These offerings must be accompanied by the prescribed grain offerings of choice flour moistened with olive oil, six quarts of choice flour with the bull, four quarts of choice flour with the ram, and two quarts of choice flour with each of the seven lambs. You must also sacrifice one male goat for a sin offering. This is in addition to the sin offering of atonement and the regular daily burnt offering with its grain offering and their accompanying liquid offerings. Offerings for the festival of shelters. Five days later, on the 15th day of the same month, you must call another holy assembly of all the people, and you may do no ordinary work on that day. It is the beginning of the festival of shelters, a seven-day festival to the Lord. On the first day of the festival, you must present a burnt offering as a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will consist of 13 young bulls, 2 rams, and 14 one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings must be accompanied by a grain offering of choice flour moistened with olive oil, 6 quarts for each of the 13 bulls, 4 quarts for each of the 2 rams, and two quarts for each of the fourteen lambs. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering, with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. On the second day of this seven-day festival, sacrifice twelve young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering, with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. On the third day of the festival, sacrifice eleven young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. On the fourth day of the festival, sacrifice ten young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering, with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. 
On the fifth day of the festival, sacrifice nine young bulls, two rams, and 14 one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offerings with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. On the sixth day of the festival, sacrifice eight young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering, with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. On the seventh day of the festival, sacrifice seven young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice one male goat as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. On the eighth day of the festival, proclaim another holy day. You must do no ordinary work on that day. You must present a burnt offering as a special gift of pleasing aroma to the Lord. It will consist of one young bull one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no defects. Each of these offerings must be accompanied by its prescribed grain offering and liquid offering. You must also sacrifice one male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering, with its accompanying grain offering and liquid offering. You must present these offerings to the Lord at your annual festivals. These are in addition to the sacrifices and offerings you present in connection with vows, or as voluntary offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, liquid offerings, or peace offerings. So Moses gave all of these instructions to the people of Israel as the Lord had commanded him. Numbers chapter 30. Laws concerning vows. Then Moses summoned the leaders of the tribes of Israel and told them, this is what the Lord has commanded. A man who makes a vow to the Lord or makes a pledge under oath must never break it. He must do exactly what he said he would do. If a young woman makes a vow to the Lord or a pledge under oath while she is still living at her father's home and her father hears of the vow or pledge and does not object to it, then all her vows and pledges will stand. But if her father refuses to let her fulfill the vow or pledge on the day he hears of it, then all her vows and pledges will become invalid. The Lord will forgive her because her father would not let her fulfill them. Now suppose a young woman makes a vow or binds herself with an impulsive pledge and later marries. If her husband learns of her vow or pledge and does not object on the day he hears of it, her vows and pledges will stand. But if her husband refuses to accept her vow or impulsive pledge on the day he hears of it, he nullifies her commitments and the Lord will forgive her. If, however, a woman is a widow or is divorced, she must fulfill all her vows and pledges. 
But suppose a woman is married and living in her husband's home when she makes a vow or binds herself with a pledge. If her husband hears of it and does not object to it, her vow or pledge will stand. But if her husband refuses to accept it on the day he hears of it, her vow or pledge will be nullified, and the Lord will forgive her. So her husband may either confirm or nullify any vows or pledges she makes to deny herself. But if he does not object on the day he hears of it, then he is agreeing to all her vows and pledges. If he waits more than a day, and then he tries to nullify a vow or pledge, he will be punished for her guilt. These are the regulations the Lord gave Moses concerning relationships between a man and his wife, and between a father and a young daughter who still lives at home. My Daily Walk If you were suddenly incapacitated, who would be qualified to pick up your responsibilities as they relate to your job? Your family? Your church? As Moses approached his final days as Israel's leader, God instructed him not to leave the community of the Lord like sheep without a shepherd. Chapter 27, verse 17. Moses was commanded to take Joshua and transfer some authority to him. Chapter 27, verse 20. In this way, the transition of leadership would be smooth so that when the man of God died, the work of God would not falter. That's good advice for any generation. Are you letting others remain dependent upon you at home in church, or are you busy preparing them to one day take your place and carry on the work you have begun? Complete the sentence. Knowing that no individual is indispensable in the program of God today, I will help prepare blank whom to continue the work I am currently doing blank where by blank how. The object of a teaching is to enable those taught to get along without a teacher. That's it for today, my friends. It was great reading with you. God bless. Have a great day. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing. Peace.